river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters, Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugar-fueled gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo adventure path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 67. So when last we left our hero Caelan, uh, you had come down to the Keep of Flowers, where it turns out there totally was something happening. Yeah. Um, then uh, Jerabeth has been presumably in some fashion sucking dry and murdering a bunch of artists. Yes. Um, she also revealed that she and her group were... Um, Substituting Brevoyan children, noble children, out for changelings. Yes, or at least she claims that's what yeah. they've been doing. She, she certainly tr- Trish would bear that out. Uh, she claimed that she was doing that in the hopes of sowing discord in Brevoy, which she claimed had worked very well, looking at what was currently going down. Yeah, which may well be the truth. I'm just, you know, uh, yeah. there might be a slightly self-serving element yeah, the, in there. The thing is, when you're dealing with Guy Ronans. They always lie. Yeah. You know, always, because the truth might actually serve her well there, because that could send you off on a witch hunt looking for these changelings in Brevoy, but lie would serve her just as well. Mm. You, like, you've dealt with this before. Mm. And, you know, what's happening matches with what she says, but it's not the only explanation for why there'd be a bunch of discord in Brevoy. It's merely an explanation. No. Um... And, yes, so you freed Elder's Thorn from her enchantments. Yes. And Kressel chopped her to bits and took her death curse. Yes. And then it has been basically a night down here. Yeah. You have slept in a, you know, pretty utilitarian but nice, nice room. Um, the morning comes, a bunch of your troops start coming down and sorting out what's going on here. Yeah. Um, first amongst them, I think, because this will definitely... Um, arresting anyone would come under his purview. Yeah. Uh, and so, you wanted to talk to Elders. Yes. Uh, you. I wanted to talk to Cressel as well. To talk to you, I suspect you may want to talk to Tristan at some point as well. Um, possibly not, though. Uh, and, and tell him about Jerabeth was your theory? 
No, I, just, I vaguely remember you saying that at some point. No, I don't. But I could have imagined it. No, I think that was out of your head, sweetie. Right. Mostly I just stare at you. I don't actually listen to the words. <laughs> um, no, um, I wanted to talk to Tristram in previous sessions about the changeling thing, yep. but we've pretty much covered that. No, Crystal about Elders, Elders about... I want to talk to Elders about Tristram. Yep. That's the... That's, that's where I'm getting confused. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then you may also have a report from first at any point on his findings and what has happened here. Yep, so I think let's do that one. Let's do the official pronouncements first, because I figure Elders and Crystal can probably use a little bit of time to... You know, it was a pretty traumatic fight for everyone. Okay, so... First, it literally rolls down here with a dozen watchmen. Yeah. Um, places all the artists under guard rather than under arrest at this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to, to, to do this in character, but I'm equally happy to use the info dump. I'm, I'm happy to info dump it at this point. Okay. Uh, he goes through and his people dig up the what they think is a graveyard... And it's totally a graveyard. Yeah. Uh, there are a bunch of decomposing bodies in here going back to wood skeletons. Um, the oldest of which is guessed to be, you know, vaguely a year oldish, because that's around when Jerobeth came down. Yeah. Um, the theory being that um, what she explained to you was that they were killing each other in fits of artistic jealous rage and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, First goes round and questions the the various artists and they all tell him that's true and none of them seem to find anything uh, you know notably odd about it. You know it's uh, they're very consistent on the concept that Jerobeth suggested that perhaps there wasn't enough space for any but the greatest down here. Yeah. And periodically, because there's only yay much space in here, once they went over about 30 or so artists, Jerabeth would make a few suggestions that only the greatest could be here, and a couple of them would get murdered. Yeah. Um, she apparently um, saw no issue with this whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, doubtlessly, she found it delightful. Yeah, but it may be that it's more than that she enjoyed it, it yep. may be that she actually needed it in some way, because it's certainly a startling death rate. Uh, there's, there's a couple of different things there. Yeah. Um, some of which you could find out now, some of which you could find out later. I'm happy to just give you the broad Yeah, that sounds now. fine. Because uh, Tristan will tell you a bit about the Bay of Bad Sith, and yep. Michaela will tell you a bit about Guy Ronan and that sort of thing. Yeah, so I, I basically talk around this with people. Um, based on Tristan's understanding, there is no reason as a Bay of Bad Sith she should need to kill people. Yeah. Um, there is a point where there's only so many that you want to keep at any given point because it literally gets unwieldy with the amount of numbers. Yeah. Um, what he and Michaela will suggest is that she got more out of killing them as a Gyronan cultist than as a Bayaban Sith. Um, it's because not, she was killing them through Discord and... Yeah, it's not that she literally feeds off energy created by the Discord or anything like that. But that's what her that that's what the Hag Lady likes. Yeah. That actually serves her goddess. Yeah. Uh, and among other things, you saw her casting clerical spells at you. Ah, yes. So, so she did. was not only a Bayaban Sith, she was also yes, a cleric of Gairona. Not merely a worshipper of Gairona or a cultist of Gairona, but an actual cleric of Gairona. Correct. And, yep. and as a part of gaining that spell casting, she has to do things in service to Gairona. Yeah. 
of which these were effectively sacrifices to Gorona in a roundabout fashion. Yeah. You know, Gorona appreciates much more, when, much more when friends kill each other than tying people to altars and sacrificing them. That's yeah. more for the likes of Normal or Rovergard yeah. or that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's probably a bit tame for Rovergard, but certainly worked for Norman. We've never Rover. heard of this Loth character of the Chiefs. Copyright Wizards of the Coast 2018. <laughs> it's just when it comes to tying people to Alpha's Locals was the prototypical deity. Um, Giant spidery Alphas. So that's that's what you think has been happening here. It vaguely serves her practically in that the Keep of Flowers can only hold so many people. Yeah. As a Bayaban Sith and an art appreciator she wants the best and because she has a choice unlike her trapped sister here she was taking the best right yes I see so she's it's sort of it's kind of a Darwinian survival thing as a Bayaban Sith she wants the best artist yep. as a Gryronian cultist she wants discord yep, so yep. she pits the artists against Although, each other when you look at it you'll notice that there's at least two or three people around here that vaguely perform forms of art but appear to be kept for their more martial functions. Like, Simon is impressively built like a ridiculously steroid-filled statue. But, you know, is he a better bodybuilder than that guy as a painter? Really? I mean, what? but he's definitely strong. Yeah, but on and the other hand, she doesn't really have the kind of martial defences she would if she was picking people purely for their martial qualities. Quite, quite correct. Like, I mean, Simon is not the guy you get because he's the best possible guard that you could have. He's yeah. the best possible guard you have that still somehow fits her artistic criteria. As Tristan explains it to you, they don't need to feed on, on artists per se. Um... But in the same way, you could live by eating nothing but trail rations. You just wouldn't if you yep. had other choices. She was happier with a nice big artistic commune around to feed on. Yeah. Yeah, the, the creative energy literally tastes better to her. Yeah. Uh, and so first physical evidence lines up. The stories all line up. This looks pretty straightforward. The only thing that's unusual about it at all is that None of the artists see anything wrong with mutilating their buddies. But I'm sure... Um, but, you know, this is day one of the Crucible recovery. I'm as, sure they'll come to themselves over yeah, time. As, as they come to themselves, they're obviously going to have more of a problem with it. But it, it's very understandably um, that they were compelled against each other. Yeah. Like, she didn't directly compel them and say, go murder that guy. She merely spread Discord and suggested, you know, it might be funny, essentially. But they weren't in their right minds. No, quite definitely not. Um, first, we'll come back and report all this to you. He is happy to arrest any of them that you want arrested, but it is relatively satisfied that nobody here has committed any crimes outside of compulsion. No, I'm, I'm good, I'm good to, to let that be. So I will send messages back, essentially, um, that we're going to have an official proclamation of this. Mm-hmm. You know, Jerabeth, Jerabeth has been judged and found guilty as a Bayaban Sith and cultist of Gairona who is responsible yep. for the murders of upwards of 20 people. Yep. Her, that, her land thus reverts to the crown. Yep, this does indeed pretty conclusively invalidate the, um, <laughs> the, the treaty that you have signed with her. Yep. Um, I mean, you you always had the power to come down here, murder her, and kick her off your land if you so desired. Yeah. There's no denying that um, the, the treaty specifically says that she's bound by the laws of your kingdom so she can't murder a bunch of people and claim diplomatic immunity. Yeah, as, as a bear band sits, she is technically a c- citizen of my kingdom. Yes. But um, that doesn't give her a pass to just murder anyone that she thinks would be funny. <laughs> Yes, uh, 
worship of Garona would by by standard be illegal in your kingdom and is illegal in most places in the Ruby yeah, Kingdom and, and you've sort of copied de- other people's laws wholesale. Yeah, yeah, and very definitely here. You have I come. can't emphasize enough how much I don't want Gairona worshippers, but of course it's not one of those things that they tell you. No, no. At least not. right before the at least not till right before they try and kill you. Likewise, you know, you don't um your your kingdom does not support the worship of Rovengarg. Um, Lamash to the mother of monsters, Urgathoa, the princess of plague, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we explicitly have a rule for that. We have a rule allowing the worship of Norgabor, which is unusual. But yeah, you did take that deal, didn't you? Yes, yeah. but he's the only, um, he's the only legal that, evil deity, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I'm not certain I would have if I'd known more about the Pathfinder deities at the time. Uh, Asmodeus probably is legal as well, albeit not encouraged. Yeah, I simply can see because that. you get a lot of trade from places where Asmodeus worship is quite legal. Yeah, I mean, I've just been down to um, uh, Corvosa. Corvosa. Yeah, you you could you could discourage it by basically making the church illegal, but you can't stop people from worshiping Asmodeus in your kingdom. Yeah, without getting into a a bigger kettle of worms. There are a handful of kingdoms in Galerion that do it, but the majority will just, just allow it because it's easier. Yeah. And as Modians, it must be said, do not cause chaos and sow discord and destroy cities. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think, um, I, I, I'm good, I, I can buy that. So Norgabur and Asmodeus, but generally speaking, you're not allowed to worship evil deities. Yeah. Um, so, um, I'm just removing the J from my, um, map. Yep. The um, hex is not cons- no longer considered to be claimed by Jeremy. Yes, you, you, I believe, have not claimed it. I no. I can't remember if you have. No, no, it. no, I haven't claimed it because it was explicitly hers yep, in the but same it's, way. It is now functionally open land for, again. Yeah, so I'm marking that to remind myself that I can claim it because those letters are to remind me that I can't, like the two Mavon hexes and the two Nenai yep. hexes. Yep, yep, makes perfect sense. Okay, so I think that all the official business yep. unless there's anything else first what's sorted out yep no that's that's about what first has to tell you and then I figure we'll do the Eldest and Crestle stuff and then play out you know a, re- a more of a resolution to what happens with the people as you know time passes stuff the role. okay so what I want to do first is have a chat with Crestle yep you can seek either of them out privately fairly easily yeah um, they do actually have men's and women's rooms split up in the keep albeit when first reports on all the artists, there's never been an issue of any kind because everyone's into Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no interpersonal. Uh, and and it must be said, the overwhelming majority of people down here and bodies you find are male. Yeah. Because, as you know, um, they actually gain power from people who are attracted to females as opposed to vice versa. Yeah. To be honest, you'd assume, like, the two girls you find down here probably swing the other way. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know... It's not something Caitlin needs to be yeah, told yeah. about in great detail. He's not spending a lot of time with any of the artists because he remembers what Tristram was like coming down. Yeah. Um, between the creepy, I don't remember she's dead and I'm going to pine after her anyway thing and the endless freaking poetry, it's yeah, not it's, something he needs to hear in stereo. They, they all know and recognize that she's dead and you killed her. Yeah. You, you as a unit. Yeah. But none of them... It, None of them let that trouble them in their endless pursuit of her beauty and grace. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not upset with me because she, while she's dead, she's not dead in the way where she's actually gone. Feel free to turn the dishwasher off and open it if you so desire. Ah, yes, yes. Okay, so 
you are, uh, let us say, out walking with Crystal, taking a taking a surveil of the woods um, outside to, yeah. to check for other, you know, bodies or traps or whatever. Yeah, well, I think we're both feeling a bit paranoid after that whole, yeah. you know, creepy in the woods encounter, which was just yesterday. So yes, we're having a little wander. So, um, are you okay? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Corwin came down with, with first and took that curse off me. He, he says my strength will come back over the next couple of days. He says there's spells that'll help, but he forgot to prepare them. Ah, uh, he's, um, as a default, you know, he's, he prepares those scary death ones. But in, in a week or so, he's, in a week or so, he says I should be fine. Uh, that's good to hear. That um, was doesn't answer your question at all, but that's what she gives you. Th- that's not what I was asking about. Uh, I mean, it got a little rough yesterday. What are you asking about? Uh, I'm asking. Awkward silence. Yep. And and she just lets it sit there awkward. She doesn't yeah. feel any need to, to jump in there. Um, I guess I'm asking about you and Aldous and Jerabeth. I guess I'm asking, um, you know... She didn't give him any choice about... It's not like he chose her over you. She was compelling him. Well, fuck. We gotta talk about this. And she sort of pulls pulls out one of her hand axes and sort of just juggles it a little in her hand. Kind of looks like she wants to throw it at something or split some wood or something. Eyes look slightly from side to side for any hostile jabberwockies that might be jumping out, but alas, not fair. Um, I get it. I mean, that's the thing about this sort of setup. Once you know about it, it, it makes perfect sense. I am kicking myself now, but at the time... I mean, I'm... I thought it... I, I want to... Come I'm, to a census. I'm, I'm happy to head for home now, but... At least yesterday... In fact, no, she doesn't say... She says, I'm happy, I'm happy to head back to Elk's Rest now, but, but yesterday I was out here and... I just... I couldn't... I couldn't make myself leave this place, not to light... I'd... She just kind of gesticulates blindly. I I think the spell was uh, supposed to make people want to stay here and, you know, make art and stuff. But in your case it was more protect people. Yeah, I don't I don't really art stuff. <laughs> Hi Les, I know. <laughs> I, I I mean, I, I get once you know I, I get what was happening with your father it's um, I know what it's like not, not to have a choice in the matter aye it's um he'll probably need 
some time to recover from it. And all his his weird behaviour and all that sort of thing. It, it. I mean, I just figured it was. Come to that, I still don't know how much of it is him being noble, him being a man, and and this. I, uh, you'll have to give him some time to come back to normal and that. God damn noble! And she sort of. She doesn't look deeply unhappy or angry at this. She just sort of looks grovelly. It's the it's more of a sense of you know, men who can tell what they're thinking. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, I don't mean to be crying. I mean, you know, more than I am. I was trying to stay out of the whole thing, but you know, then Jerabeth turned out to be a crazy, you know, fey murder lady, and th- that pretty much put the damper on Stan out of it. Yeah, I, I I kind of bought this on myself. I made this my I made this your business. But in all fairness, no, it no, needed no, sorting. No, no, it it, 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 it was a I was right. Yeah. I knew right back in the theatre there was something wrong with that bitch. And you were right. <laughs> it, it, and I I just thought she was, you know, snooty and he'd come to her senses in time. Yeah, well that's that's kind of what I thought too but and, and I think if she had that's just, what was wrong with her yeah if, if and if she, I think if she had just been a you know elf noble woman that might have worked out it was just the you know evil magical compulsion so it's good that you spotted it when you did because you know that cemetery is too damn full already and neither of us want to see Elvis in there yeah I got the report from first uh, yeah. it's not good anyway that's alright I just wanted to see that you were doing okay you were you were great yesterday you um, I couldn't have asked for better I appreciate you having my back that way it got pretty it got pretty scary in there it's uh, now literally my job and I don't know how the hell my life ended up at this to, <laughs> to sort shit out like this in our kingdom I it just being a bandit was a hell of a lot simple, I'll tell you that, but you you know that as well as I do. <laughs> Mercenary hey, bandit, it was just a question of who paid you. Nay, it never was. I fought bandits. But I don't think... Um, so did I. <laughs> I. But I don't think... Um, I don't think bandit was where your life was meant to be going, lass. I think that was a detour on your road. Thanks for that um, Satova piece of scum. But I think you were meant I think you were meant for more than you know, working in some castle for some nobleman. I'm not certain Bandit was the right initial move, but I think you were meant for more. Like Svetlana, she's a lot more than just some shopkeeper's wife. Yeah, yeah, I I've heard the Svetlana speech. She goes on about it, does she? Sure, her. said that to Crystal before. No, but, but you've said it to other people and Crystal has big ears. Ah. <laughs> and, and it must be said, negative charisma. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that right now. Okay, Caleb looks embarrassed and looks away. Well, the important thing is we put that bitch down before she hurt him or anyone else, I guess, more. Aye, she was a nasty piece of work and no mistake. What she's, what she was going on about being up to, well, a number of reasons for taking her to pieces. Um, 
listen, she says, and, and sort of awkwardly like cleans her fingernails a bit with the uh, with the with the point of the, the hand axe. Uh, I, I spoke to Eldest just just a little. Your father, I mean, uh, Lord Lord Thorn, I mean. Um, he, he says he kind of remembers bits of the conversation, but it got a little hazy. Um, there's some stuff I might have said in, in the heat of the moment that, um, you know, he, he may have forgotten. And you'd prefer I didn't bring it up with him? Well, I mean, if you think... I mean, you're always good with... Uh, I mean... I think... I, I don't... I, I don't see any reason that, um... I need to be bringing up anything you might have said in the heat of the moment. If that's something you want to say to, to him, I figure you can say it when you're ready for it. I get that that was, you know, you were trying to snap him out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it was, trying to snap him out of it. I mean, now, you know, Corwin sort of looked at him and uh, I thought Tristan had come down to lend his opinion on this magical crap, but... No, not, I, I, not, I not getting involved in that. Yeah, um, yeah, smart move. But I, I guess he's going to recover on his own, or he's better, or whatever. He can, he can do his own, make his own choices now. Aye, and so can you. Yeah, yeah. In your own time, Bess. In your own time. And uh, all right, I think we can call this perimeter pretty well, old patrols. Yeah. Want to want to go back to the castle and work out a bit? Sure, sure. I I, I don't want to hear one more speech from those artists about Jerobeth. I figure if we just stay out in the courtyard a bit far further away until they've they've had a chance to come down a bit more. I I commend you actually, the Helen. Um, it's very possible that Cressel might be the hardest romance of assorted million female NPCs in this campaign, and you didn't actually take a run at her, which is surprising given your usual pro- <laughs> proclivities for finding the worst romance imaginable in a video game and aiming straight for it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying, Blackwell. Yes, yes. You said. And Alistair. Yes, yes, Alistair was a bad idea. And who the hell were the ones from, um,. Mass Effect. No, you haven't played Mass Effect. I haven't played Mass Effect. You'd you'd be a Kate Malenko girl. No, I wouldn't. He's a whiny little shit. Yep, yep. Who has emo backstory that prevents him, you know, loving people. Yes, but he's too whiny. Oh, you totally romanced Karth, didn't you? Yes. Who's whiny and emo and complains. There are a lot of... lovable. I like Karth a lot more than you do. And, um, I, I actually love Carter Bits, but he's not a um, he's he's not a good romance choice. On the other hand, it's um, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, yeah. It's, you go, you go female, you take Carth. Yeah, it, it's Carth or nobody, and I went with Carth. That's where you go male and take Bastila. Bastila kicks ass. Yeah? I always find her kind of preachy. Oh, master! Let us go into the cargo hold and smush our flesh sacks together. I don't like her, I don't like HK forty seven very much. <laughs> Anyway. Yes. Kingmaker. Yes. The other other video game. <laughs> so um that's the scene with Crystal. Mm-hmm. After which um Caitlin takes a few hours to recover from that. Yes. Ow. <laughs> Ow in what sense? Um his feelings got a bit hurt in uh-huh. there. 
it's not like this, um, you know, talking to people about their feelings things come as yeah. easily to him either. She's not good with people. She's not good with men. Yeah. And you're not a human, so she doesn't get to apply her favourite enemy bonuses to her bluff rolls. Yes, that's very true. Um, anyway, yeah, um, I'm, um, yeah, if Elvis is already talking to people, then probably it's time to go talk to Elvis. Kaelin's sort of looking at it like, you know, yesterday was a pretty bad day for him, but today I've got to tell him something really bad. Uh, he's not had lengthy conversations with people. He'll have talked, he's talked to Crystal. Yeah. And he's spoken to First because First is going around interviewing people. Yeah. That's about it. Alright, I think in that case what Kaelin might actually do is give Elvis another day just yep. peace and quiet, like, yep. and go talk to him on the morrow. Yep, he will... Because ch- I want to spend a couple of days down here until these guys are definitely back on Sanity Island. Yeah, he will check in with you, but nothing important. Yeah. Um... It is the next day. Cool. I think... Um, um, the the artists are, you know, still pretty zonked, but starting to make a little more sense. They're now talking about, like, each of them has separate grand plans that they're going to go and, you know, uh, build statues of Jerobeth in the Church of Aristotle and Restov and all this kind of thing. But at least now they're talking about moving out of the Keep of Flowers again. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, whatever the meta equivalent, whatever the in-game equivalent is of, you know, two charisma points is better than zero. But Pretty much. It's, it's, not, it's, not like a, it's not like a functional personality. I have more charisma now than a fungus. Yeah. Okay. So, you go talk to Eldest Thorn. How do you want to set the scene for this one? I think this one will be like an evening sort of thing. Is I'll essentially ask him to dinner, and um, I, I will have obtained beer. Yep. Carolyn can obtain beer. Yep. Are you having a dinner out um, away from the keep? Yeah, that a, seems like fire and tents type thing. If he's all right to come out with that, yeah, 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 yeah that w- that that sounds like a good. You know, the, the keep of flowers may have been his home for the past little while, but it's kind yeah. of a home of trauma uh, and anguish. Elders is by no stretch of the imagination a woodsman. But he has been on campaign numerous times before. He has yeah. spent a lot of time sitting in tents eating iron rations. Yeah, anyway, we don't really need the tent part because we're probably going to go back to the yeah, keep yeah. to sleep. It's really more of the campfire food kind yeah. of thing. Caleb will use his kingly abilities and rustle up some grub from, you know, neighbouring, you know, because the keep of flowers must be getting supplied. I don't imagine these artists are doing all the cooking. Yes, indeed, people come down. Or at least they're they're artists maybe cooking, but they're not, you know, growing crops. Uh, There there is, in fact, an extremely superb chef down here. Oh, sweet. World class, in fact. Excellent. So Um, I will, I I will hit, of course, he's a really good chef. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I get it now. Okay, I will, I'll hit him up for some grub that I can, you know, finish preparing but yeah, so supplies so. were coming down here. You know, merchants came down, um, sold them stuff, took money, and left. Um, very often, what they paid in was works of art as opposed to cash in hand. Yeah, but trade was happening. Sweet. Pretty much with literally with your kingdom citizens. Yeah. Okay. So you have Eldis sitting out in the woods. It's sort of you know mid evening, um, and he's having a beer. Yeah. And eating um, what appear to be um, 
to be honest, it's not, you know, Kaylin asks for something nice and gets these things that explain, you know, foie gras and truffles and all this kind of thing. Um, they look very fancy and, you know, bordering on an edible, but you are supplied a big pile of them and they're actually really quite tasty. It's Excellent. definitely not what Kaylin's usual fare would be. Yeah. And you're drinking just basic, you know, Bix and Lixelberry brand mead. Yeah. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> now that it's the only named beer in the campaign, we're going to be drinking it all the time. Well, he's got to sell it inside the kingdom now because you failed the side quest. Yeah, yeah. I don't see any... I, I was still drinking it publicly. I may not have won the tournament, but it's the mead I nearly won the tournament on. The mead of half-orc kings. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and so you and Elders, you know, drink and eat a bit and, and look awkwardly at each other. Yeah, well, I think um, Kaelin's less awkward at this point because um, this is sort of... He's just, you know, relaxing and eating food and stuff. This is... He's not yeah. awkward yet. He's nervous about the conversation we have. Ah, I'm sorry about all this. Yeah. Sorry about... It's blurry, but I know I said something about your mother. Whatever it was, and I'm sure I didn't... I'm sure I didn't mean it. It's alright. But, um... It wasn't that bad. Least of my worries. I'm just glad you're... Okay. Nearly okay. I'm there. I... I've been being manipulated for a lot long... Well, I've had people try and manipulate me for a lot longer than any of these other boys and girls around here. <laughs> um, he's also, generally speaking, the oldest guy here by at least 15 years. And yeah. more in several cases. Yeah. Um, says, I've, I've played politics for a long time, Galen. I've been burned before. Hell, I'll probably be burned again. I, I can see that. I um, feel a lot tougher in some ways than I was a few years ago. This Beovan Sith is, is definitely a first, but uh, I'll get over it. I always do. I... He looks at you for a long moment. He says, uh, but of course, you didn't come down here just to see your old man and happen to stumble ass backwards into this, did you? Well, something's afoot in the kingdom, and something's afoot in Stagnor. Something like that. It's um, it's not the kingdom. It's um, it's about the house. Look on your face tells me it's not more unexpected, not more grandchildren, at least not expected ones. Nay, the um, the children's is easier way to start as any, I suppose. I received a warning that um, someone, you know, we've got quite a bit of unity with the Church of Gairona and that they're. Up to up to various things. There's a lot of mess going on um, with this Ahmad, the twice-born fellow. I don't know how much you've been following that down here, but um, I'm pretty certain, as certain as I can be, that Goody Nisk is up to her, up to her neck in that. I, I followed it. Seemed to 
<sighs> he sort of shrugs and growls. Like, seemed to lose interest entirely a few months ago. Understand why now, of course. But no, I follow what you're talking about. I've never dealt heavily with Garonans myself, haven't been involved with them, but I've spoken to many of your people about Niska. She sounds like a piece of work. Admirable, in a way. Aye, she's good at the game, but she's a piece of work and a half. But the... I was warned that the Church of Garona had fey in their service, and that one of the things they like to do is steal children and replace them with changelings. The boys? Are they all right? Aye. I, we've, um, we've put together some protections. We're keeping an eye on them. But from what Jerabeth said, I believe she's one of those fae. He, his eyes glaze very slightly like he's trying to remember back. He says, she said something about it. Changing children out to spread discord as they grew. Do you think she was here to keep an eye on Brandon and Micah, even Tobias? Nay, I don't know how much you remember of what she said, but she said they've been at this game for a while, changing children up in Bravoy. She said it was responsible for the discord. She said something about... And he stops. And almost drops the mug of ale, but just the iron control is always there. It just twitches slightly in his hand. He grabs it tighter, puts it down gently, and stares back at you. She said something about Tristan. Aye. At the tournament... There was someone there. He's, um, I ran into him once before. He styles himself the true Knight of Thorn. He came after Tristram, wanted to challenge him to a duel. Said he was no true Thorn. Tristan would have declined, of course. He always does. And then he fought. Who was this knight? He fought Van, and then I talked to him because I'd worked it out and told him that this wasn't going to get him what he wanted. Van must have trounced him. No, he beat, he beat Van. His eyes grow up, go up slightly there. Who was this true knight of Thorn? He calls himself Triss. Aldous takes a long, deep breath and just sits there for a long, long moment and thinks about this. Not eating, not drinking, and just like Vaughn, you see a whole bunch of emotions flicker wildly over his face and he just shuts them right down. Then what we've been calling Tristan is a fae, a changeling. Aye, he is. And where is this Triss? Where is my son now? He wanted to win the tournament. He thought if he beat me, he'd somehow get Stagthorn in his rightful place in the house and everything he'd been denied. He uh, he didn't beat me in the joust, and he didn't take it well. 
I tried to speak to him before that, told him he had a family who would want to see him. I think I got through a little, but... Where did he go? Back to the first world. We can't follow him there, can we? Nay, I think we're going to have to wait for him to come to us, but I did my best, but I didn't handle him that well. I'm hoping he might seek your van out, given some time. Politics, I know how to do, but other dimensions. I found out a little about what happened to him. wasn't good Garonans would have taken him tormented him psychologically speaking left him with a number of issues to work through probably could have turned him against his own family given enough time was he running around on their behalf nay the fey creatures had him for a while then he got away from them or they lost interest he's been I guess you could say mentored by a woman of the Fae with much better intentions she did her best to give him the kind of rearing he needed but she's not human Fae and in a rare display of emotion he (laughs) spits on the ground they're not all the same. We owe her a big debt. No. I understand that much, but they're not... It's not like they're people. They don't think the way we do. They're not human, maybe. But they're their own sort of people. Not everyone's human. And there's a... And, and Carolyn just kind of looks at him. I'll have to defer my opinion on that to the experts. After all, you've had a lot more dealing with the Fae than I have, and there's that pause again for a moment. What we call Tristan knows a lot about them. I... Unsurprisingly, really, now. Spoke Sylvan in his crib. That's no part of... That's no part of my world. Nay, nay, both of them were pretty lost growing up, I think. Triss wasn't meant to be having to deal with the first world. And um, Tristram found himself pretty ill-suited to growing up at a a human noble house. Hadn't been easy for either of them. So, we have no, no method of catching up with Triss... Not that, I, not that I've come up with. <laughs> I spent about a month and a half in the first world and I've no hankering to go back, I can tell you. It's a, it's a very alien place and it's very large as well. But roses fall, but thorns remain. The boy's strong, he must be. He'll find his way one way or the other. He had not quite the right idea, but an idea of it. Winning the Rushlight Tournament, damned impressive. He's a, you, I'd have been proud. You should be anyway. He's a damn good fighter. He didn't beat me in joust, but he beat Van in a duel, and um, he didn't do and he didn't do a half bad job of the joust. It's just 
He's a better... He's a good rider, but he's better on foot. I wouldn't have expected him to beat you in the joust. In all honesty, I wasn't expecting Koth to beat you either. <laughs> One of the, perhaps the best horsemen I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm sorry about all this. I didn't... I know... I don't know what it's like for you, but it's a terrible thing. But I thought you had the right to know and sooner rather than later. You're not wrong. The, I hope, I tried to speak to him, but he's angry that I, he wasn't angry with me the first time he saw me, but he's angry that I have the name now, that I'm, that I've found my way back. Of course, the other forgotten son coming home. I hope that if he seeks you out, you can give him what I can't. Believe me, if he jumps to speak to me... <sighs> and I'll just, just, just almost... All, his face just melts for a brief moment and he just collapses away. I'll give him the benefit of my fatherly wisdom for all the good it's done the rest of you. <sighs> I, I thought I'd... I'd done well with Vaughn, but I failed with Tristan. And I'd done right by you, eventually, and for a given definition of right. More I could have and should have done, but I didn't. I'm nowhere near the best father in the world, boy. Perhaps Triss is better off away from me. Nay, he would have been better off with you. The... What was taken from him, it was his right to have. That's not... But Jerabeth was one of the ones who was responsible for it. Ah. So, whatever else happens, I'm very glad she's dead. For the that. House of Thorn has its revenge. She wasn't the only one, but I assure you, if I find any of the others... As will I. Aye. So, we have no method of aiding... We have no method of aiding or helping Triss at this stage... Then there's the thing we've been calling Tristan. Have you uncovered what he was sent for, what his plan is? Elders just takes charge of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Doing this. Oh, that's fine, doesn't bother me. I, I, I did some research on Changeling and all on, all on my own out of his books. It um, didn't seem the time to um, ask him to look it up for me. Um, he is, to all intents and purposes, very much like a mortal man at this point. Being raised in the fir- being raised in this world has changed him. He was an infant when it happened. It wasn't his choice. He didn't choose to grow up away from his family and his home any more than Tristan. He's just another person. Perhaps. One thing he's certainly not, though, is a thorn. 
Not by blood, certainly. But blood isn't everything. Tobias isn't my... I know it's a lot to you and Van. I've already had this conversation with him. Tobias is my son, but I've not had the rearing of him. He's not my son the way Brand and Micah are, although there's still time to try and remedy that now that I know what happened. It's just the slightest wits from Elthus there. <laughs> Tristram may not be your son by blood, and I commend your instincts. I think you always knew that at some level. Never remotely suspected, but I suppose I must have thought something. But you have had the rearing of him. Which makes him in some way still your responsibility. What you want to do with that responsibility is as always up to you. But I've not said this, and perhaps it's time. He could never have been the son you wanted him to be, and not just because of his blood, because it wasn't in him. You've blamed him all his life for things that are no more, that are no more his choice than being born half-orc was my choice. What he is is what he was born to be. That's no more of his fault than it is anyone's. What you want to do with that is up to you. But your responsibility to him is not gone any place just because he's not your son by blood. An elder stares at you for a long moment and Galen stares back at him, I imagine. Yeah. As you, you deliver that speech. And after about a minute of silence, he very slowly nods at this. Talk like a man now, boy. Caleb. I've learned a lot, and I've learned some of it from you. And Caleb puts out a hand. I know you've regrets, Father, and I have too. You may not have done everything you could for me, but you did a lot and I'm well satisfied with who I am and where I am now you've learned some of it from him too haven't you aye he's taught me a lot he's not as good at some things as I am but (laughs) I've no hand for a lot of the things he interests himself in and honestly without what he told me about Vordekai I'd not have been able... I've mentioned this before, but I wouldn't have been able to take him down and would never have got Van back, or at least not from me going in after him. Whoever else, whatever else Tristan is, he has been loyal to the House of Thorn. Aye. And loyalty should be repaid in kind. You have no evidence, no inkling that he's planning something, that he's in with the Gyronans, the First World, anyone else? I'm quite confident that he's not. His sympathies lie with them to an extent, but no more than you already know. I think he has an understanding now 
why he's not so comfortable with gods. They're not as much a part of him as they are a part of us who are born to this world. The web of politics can get tricky, boy. You can know, but if he's not family, can you know? Aye, sometimes you just know. There came a time when I realised that my trusted counsellors... I was trying to track down a cult of Gairona and I discovered that my trusted counsellors were lying to me. And I looked at Michaela, who I knew was a woman who I couldn't tell whether or not she was lying because she's better at that politics game than me and who would be right for recruiting by them. And I knew that she wasn't in on it, that whoever else I couldn't trust, I could trust her. And I was right. I wouldn't put it past her to have, um, if they'd tried to recruit her, I imagine she'd have signed on with them. (laughs) I'm certain of it. And then delivered me a very meticulous report six months later about exactly how far they'd infiltrated in my kingdom and what I wanted to do about it now. But but House Moriah has always showed an admirable loyalty to the House of Thorn. Aye, there are people you can trust. I trust Tristram, and he's my brother, even if he's not my brother by blood. That doesn't make him my son. I know. You and Vaughn have to make your own decision about what you want to do. But I've made mine. So you have, boy. So you have. I can respect that. Big grasping, manly forearm handshake. And then, um, you know, some quiet time. Yep. And then, um... There's... Something I. There's something else, not quite. So, uh, it's about Crystal. Talk to me. This isn't really my business, but this whole mess with Jerabeth is. It's your business now, boy. Sometimes you get caught in the snake's nest. Best to make your way out before you get bitten. What you wind up doing is your business, but you've made a big impression on her. She cares more about you than she'd necessarily say. What you did killing that Satova boy, you delivered her the justice I couldn't, the justice no one had been able to do. What, she's, what you want to do is your business and there's plenty of time to see what you want to do but you said to me yesterday that you wanted the kind of love that I'd found with Bryn you could do worse she's a good woman <laughs> I I know I could do worse boy have you seen her? She. And those axes. There's a woman you could count on to defend herself when the enemy party comes kicking down your castle gate. I mean, she's extraordinary. She's. 
she's near 25 years my junior and a woman who's been abused by men in power like me her whole life <laughs> it's not me who can do better boy <laughs> uh, I wondered if that was the way of it well if that doesn't weigh with her you should maybe let her make up her own mind about it just bear in mind if you hold back from her because she, you think you're not good enough for her she'll think it's because she thinks she's not good enough for you she, she knows well she's no noble and she doesn't think of her she's not accustomed to thinking of herself as a woman that might attract a man to tell you the truth I think you're the first man she's thought of that way since I admit and I've told her as much I didn't kill Horatio Satova for her I killed him because he was pushed at me in a game of politics that would only result with him or I dying I'll admit I felt a damn good side of satisfaction knowing what a weasley little bastard he was. And I admit having met Gressel, if I could go back and do it again, I'd kill him twice as fast and twice as happy with the outcome. You showed her that, there were, that nobles weren't all like him. And she was pretty convinced that, that they uh, were. She damn near took Tristram's head off with those axes when he first came down here. And she did the same to Keston Garris. Oh, well, I can imagine with what he wears. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Both of them, really. Yeah, and um, it didn't help that um, Keston was a bit in the habit when he first got down here of shouting a vaunt and charging gr- at the largest group of bandits he could find. I'm familiar with why Keston Garris was exiled down here. Aye. Uh, he was looking for a hero's death, but it's a damn silly waste of a uh, good office, to my mind. In any case, I watched. It's between the two of you, but it would be a damn shame if you were both holding back because you thought the other one wasn't, because you thought you weren't worthy of the other one. Fine kettle of fish when I'm taking romantic advice for my own son. <laughs> Aye, and yeah. there's, there's um, and um, considering what a hash I've made of my own affairs, it um, troubles me even more than somewhat that I'm given taking given romantic advice for anyone. And and he will hold a sort of stop hand up to you at that, and he says, "Now, you may have played a game of politics like a drunken teenage boy at court for the first time, <laughs> but I think you've thoroughly beaten me." In the game of love, boy. I think if I have, it's all to Bryn's credit and not my own. I, um... Certainly made enough of a hash of things going from woman to woman since the beginning. I suspect she'd say very different. I'm damn lucky in any case. It's the best way to be. I would... I would see you happy. I thought that you might be coming down here. I 
if I had you arrive for things I might have seen earlier that things were wrong if chance favours it I would see you happy I think he reaches down and he skulls the rest of his men and puts it back down if we're good here boy I think I'm going to go have a word with Gressel by all means I'll finish these uh, I'll finish these (laughs) I appreciate the he sort of looks a bit wry at you Finally, advice. <laughs> Toast mugs finishes his ale, picks up his gear, and walks off back towards the keep of flowers. Kaelin will hang out and indeed eat the rest of the little, uh, little truffle snackies because he's not a man to waste a free uh, a free gourmet dinner and um, give a good long time, you know. Yep. So it, without his interve- his intervening awkward presence before he presents himself at the keep of flowers, yep. he'll wait till it's good and late and sneak in and find his bedroll. Yeah, he, he's uh, trying to stay the hell but out of the way, having poked them yep. both with yep. sticks. You you were sleeping in the same room as Elvis because small quarters. Yeah, um, or at least you know across a screen from him. Yeah. Um, Elvis isn't in there when you Sweet. come back in several hours later. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, he's still not there. Sweet. Um, as I suspect, you're probably now finished at the Keep of Flowers. Um, I will probably hang out there for another day or two, keeping an eye on things, but yep. it's actually entirely possible I could delegate that if yeah, Corwin and, and First this, are going to stay down at here. At this point, Corwin has ba- uh, sorry, Corwin. First has basically sent Watchmen back again and has brought more people down here. Sweet. So the place is now has a little miniature tent city going up around it. At which point, yeah, I think Kale, this, this would be a good opportunity for Kalen to book. Um, uh, first will stay down here, because this is probably what's occupying his immediate attention. Um, Jod has come down here as well oh, um, in the second batch. Yeah. Um, actually, he might have even been in the first batch. I forget if I already said that. You, you mentioned Jod was coming down. Here. Yeah. Because I think you said Corwin and Jod yeah. between them had patched Crystal up. Yeah. So Jod is down here helping people. Um, at which point, to be honest, um, first we'll book out as well. If you do not want anyone arrested here, then his conclusion is that John Kafkin is much better suited to take care of this mess. Yeah. And so I'll have a word with John on the way out and ask yep. him to, you know, he knows... Yeah, you're welcome to actually have a conversation with John, so does I, I want. Oh, it, it's, it, I don't have anything particular to say. It's yep. just um, keep an eye on them, make so it counsel any of them who, you know, come to their senses and realise that they've possibly killed people. Yeah. He he gives the slightest wryest smile and keep an eye on them as yeah. he strokes his, uh, uh, yeah, his clockwork yeah. seeing eye dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah and Caelan right, blushes slightly and says, "All right, well, poor figure of speech, but you know what I mean. Watch over them." I can hear I can hear you blushing from here. Don't worry, I have dealt with confused. I've dealt with confused, disturbed parishioners before. These people have all been through something quite serious. What they need now is a friend and a guiding hand of Vera still upon them. I can take care of this, Caelan. There's a great much I can still do for our kingdom and this is a part of it. Aye, I'm glad words aren't my strong suit and uh, this is a nasty this is a nasty mess. I'm glad they can have you to keep to um, take care of them. Do 
and he gives the rice smile again. He seems actually relatively content with what's happening here. And he says, do let me know if Cressel needs me in the future. Sometimes you see things better when you're blind. Yeah? <laughs> I just feel like at this time it might, things might go along better if, you know, I was somewhere else for a while, that's all. Mm-hmm. Is what I say. Yep. And at that point, Kaelin is just going to book out. Uh, and we get the little um, writing out montage because yeah. you first and a dozen watchmen that have been down here and need to rotate yeah. duties and things are writing back. Uh, as is Eldis, as is Crystal. Oh, sweet. Uh, because among other things, she'll tell you, you know, well, we're busy with this with this war with Drelev and all distance popping up everywhere. We've got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, and they ride back, and the montage has, you know, Kaelin up the front riding, you know, a few paces alone as by far and away the best horseman in the group. First yeah. back with a couple of watchmen. And then in the back, there's Elvis and Cressel riding side by side, and both their hands come out, and they hold hands with each other as they're riding. And you and, and the camera pans around, and the watchmen, the miscellaneous watchmen, sort of looking back at this with sideways eyes, and, and whispering just slightly amongst themselves, and... You know, Eldis is holding her hand tightly, face of relative stone. Cressel is holding his hand tightly, and just is glaring round at every watchman. And anyone who glances back just gets this murderous <laughs> look of death and this this go on, you know, say something, make something off it. Yeah, I did. And they just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it is an innocently forward-looking yep. party. Yep. <laughs> Right, for and Elk you rest. ride back to Elk's Rest. Yes, closing out sub sub side quest eighty four B, the Keep of Flowers. Yes, problem. Thank you. And Caitlin is very quietly, very smug, <laughs> but quietly. Yeah, because he wouldn't want to be murdered by hand axes. No, he really doesn't want to be murdered by hand axes. He didn't get that murdered by hand axes in, in this encounter, and he's happy to keep it that way. Okay. You are back in Oxford. Yes. So, at which point I talk to the council about Jerobeth, yep. but, you know, it's not a super long conversation. Cryers yep. are sent out to report on what's happened here. Yep. Um, over the next couple of weeks, um, the... Artists will begin to leave. Not particularly surprisingly, no one really wants to stay at the Keep of Flowers that's lived there. Yeah. You know, it will doubtlessly find more uses in time. Yeah, I think it can probably... I think we'll have some guards keep an eye yeah. on it and that kind of thing. Having, but having had the second Bayabad Sith move in first, it's pretty much just going to assign a couple of people to yeah. go stay there on rotating duty. Yeah. <laughs> and let us know if any other fucking fae show up to live in there. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, the Keep of Flowers could use some, you know space before anyone tries to use it for anything else. Mm-hmm. All good. Uh, and yes, at that point, the, um... I still have actually, I think, a moderate amount of month. Uh, that was the, I believe, the Kingdom event for the month. Yeah, which is, um, Cthona, yes? Uh, Certainly looks like Cthona. Probably. Yeah, because Nick was um, Nick was the um, tournament. I can find my notes if you give me a moment. Uh, yeah, the kingdom event for Cathona is Crystal uh, goes missing, Keeper Flowers. Yep. So you have in fact now officially finished the kingdom turn of Cathona. 
Yep. And it becomes Abadias in the midst of winter. Uh, so um, technically, I still have um, the rest of Cthona too. Ah, oh, right. Yes, sorry. We've done the yeah because I cross them off as we run through Kingdom turns. I'll make Kingdom turn thirty. Yeah. So I'll, I'll knock yes, off about you, five days for wrapping the keep of flowers. You cannot build more um, Kingdomy okay. things, but yes. you may do whatsoever you wish with the rest um, of Cthona. Yes. So. Um, you asked if I wanted, if you needed a map of the Hooktown Slough, yep. and I now wish to go exploring there. So I have a map of it, but you said you needed a map of it. So I might just go and print one now. Yep. So, um, having returned to Elksfest, um, Kaelin is going to um, go find Tristram. Yep. Having, you know, spent half a day speaking with the council and the like. Yep. So, Tristram, I recall you telling me at you know, some length, but um, you, these um, magic horses of yours, yours can walk above water, yeah? They, oh, don't, the, they the, don't get wet? The Phantom Steeds, yes, most certainly. Uh, you're thinking about the Hooktang Slough, no doubt. I Were you saying that, um, can you cast that spell of yours twice now? Oh, uh, I'd have to actually look at my character sheet and check that. Give me a moment, will you? <laughs> I forget how smart I am. Wise or charismatic or whatever the fuck it is that I do. Okay, show. He can cast two third level spells a day, so he can indeed cast two phantom steeds. And can they walk above water? Uh, or on water to without falling in? He is tip level, they may use water walk at will. Uh, moreover, even at eighth level, they can ride over swamp without difficulty or decrease in speed. Uh-huh. At this level, they can not only cross the swamp normally; they can cross the river. They can walk flat across water where there is no ground whatsoever. Wow! In two more levels, they will air walk, and four more levels, they will fly. Wow! All right. Well, given that we've got a swamp to wade through, I was thinking perhaps you'd um do me the service of coming along and giving me a hand of the, with one of these magical flying beasties. I seems odd to me after a real horse, but I imagine I'll get the hang of it in time. Oh, uh, quite certainly, yes. Look, what we do, so weave the enchantments like so. And he says, now, you'll notice it largely resembles a real horse. You will get past the fact that it doesn't really touch the ground, its feet are somewhat ethereal, and it doesn't clip and clop. It's a little unusual, but feel free to ride it like an actual horse. It will more or less respond to your commands, as usual. Alright, I'll give it a go. Um, I know, um, so we're just going to try very hard not to get both of them killed in battle, so if need be we can have the other one ride us out here, because I know you can't cast the spell in a hurry. Uh, No, but they will last for some considerable length of time, thanks to what we found on that island. Extended Phantom Steed. Extended Phantom Steed with his rod. Ah, nice. Each one lasts 20 hours. Sweet. Alright. So they will not last through... He will basically set endeavour to set it up so that um, they disappear towards the end of your watch. Yeah. Ready to go again the next morning. Um, because basically, you know, for an hour in the morning you'll be getting your shit together at camp anyway. Yeah. So it's it's almost at the point where you can keep them 24 hours, because in two more levels, extended Phantom Seeds will last 24 hours. Woohoo. Alright, so 
what I want to be doing is um, trying to find a route to, is having a look around for a route to Fort Dreliv that we can get back in, into and out of without wading through the swamp because I'm not always going to be going through with a man who can conjure me ho- floating horses. Makes sense. So um, I want to head in at uh, I believe around um, G6. Yep. And but I'm not necessarily going to be exploring hexes so much as looking for a way round the Hooktown Slough, so yep. if it's a swamp peaks, I'm going to be sort of going up rather than through. Okay, I think I follow what you're saying. I'm just still phantom steeding. Because you're getting to learn the phantom steeds. That's so cool. Okay, so... Because um, they're also fast, which means um, yep. useful for a scouting mission. So what you will find, first of all is that um, when Kaelin goes to ride this thing, it is very odd. It has insubstantial hooves that may make no sound. Um, it comes pre, uh, pre-saddled with a saddle and a bridle and bit and things. But when you sit on it, the whole thing just has no, no weight to it. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, once you actually get going... Um, and Tristan, as a part of casting the spell, will, as the horse starts to form, actually put his hand on your hand on it and say, "Right, this one's yours. Only you can ride it. Uh, the steed can only be ridden by you or the person you have specifically created the mount for." Oh, neat. Um, and I bet goblins don't want to eat them, so that's a plus. Uh, animals also shun it. Right? Yeah, I can see why. Um, but once you actually get going, it's totally up to Caelan whether you find this kind of cool or not. But you can totally ride it like a real horse and utilize all of your ride-based feats while using it. Yeah, I think um, Caelan finds it very useful but also somewhat unnerving. Yeah. He's definitely more comfortable with yeah. a living animal. On it, the other hand, 120 feet around is, is a lot responds, of speed. It responds naturally to your commands in that when you pull its head sharply this way, it turns and bolts as you want it to and woes and when the end giddies up and all that sort of thing just like a real horse its body responds like that but what you're used to is hearing the sort of faint puff of the horse and the and you pull on it a little tightly for its taste and that sort of thing this one doesn't do any of that body reacts no sounds to go with it yeah like a ghost or a phantom as it were yes so one quasi-real horse-like creature is a great effect descriptor yeah it's um uh, Kaelin definitely is an old-fashioned man who prefers a real horse, but yep. on the other hand, you know, he doesn't—he doesn't desperately want to wade up to his thighs and swamp either. And boy, hell, is this thing fast! Yeah, uh, it moves at two hundred foot instead of forty foot. Yeah, that is—that is, that is five very times fast. faster than a horse. Have I got the things, Kaelin? You know, while benefiting from this, might find that slightly unnerving as well because it's going to be like cantering all the, uh, cantering or galloping all the time. Yeah, well, it's there's there's very little sensation of speed on it because it doesn't grunt and groan, yeah. and puff and moan and that sort of thing, and you don't hear the frantic of hoofprints. You just observe in the distance the trees are moving past at remarkable speed. Yeah, well, Kaelin's flat out not used to travelling this fast. Okay, so. It'll be much less boring for Tristram, who has, of course, been keeping to Caelan's speed while riding a horse that can do six times that. Yeah. I am, I think, uh, and you're welcome to disagree with this assessment, uh, this will make you much faster at exploring. 
but not as fast as the horse moves. If you're actually going from point A to B, you can take full advantage of its excess speed, but the thing is, what you want to do is explore, so it's no good whirling past at at 400 foot around past the thing you're supposed to be looking at, faster than you can actually perceive it. I buy that, because um, I think while I'm doing the scouting thing, it'll be very useful, because I want to travel through hexes, see what's in them, but not actually explore the whole thing, just sort of looking at the terrain and stuff, but when I'm actually properly exploring, I can see that, you know, we'll have to get off the horses and poke around and that kind of thing. Uh, I can't... And we'll have to go less than the horse's top speed when we are riding at least some of the time. Do you remember how long exploring a forest was off the top of your head? Um, it was four so days, explo- wasn't it? I thought it was three days. Yeah, that it, might be right. Exploring grassland hexes, definitely, regular hexes, definitely two. Yeah. I'm pretty sure a forest was three... Mountains might be four? I know mountains... Oh, mountains were more. Yeah. Mountains are a pain in the ass. Okay, so that being the case then, uh, you can do... Uh, where are you headed to? Uh, we're headed to entering G6. Because that's the side we're coming in from, yes, right? That's, yes, yeah. that's quite correct. Okay, uh, this hex is actually forested. Oh, nice. This uh, links up with... Uh, whatever your forest is that goes into there. There's a lot of forest in yeah. the green belt. Yes, yes there is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's why they called it the green belt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nile Marches Forest. Yeah. So you're actually riding out from um, Lady in the Nye's lands and across, and that forest continues to go on into Dreyleuf's land. Cool. Alright, well that's useful. Uh, when you explore this hex, which you do so in a little less than a day at the speed you are moving at... Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, if if you desperately care about days, I can work out your rounding and things. No, but It takes you, you know, around, um, you know, eight-tenths of a day or so. Yep, sweet. Uh, you explore this hex thoroughly. It contains forest and yep. no sites of any compelling interest. Yep. Uh, as you... We'll see you, as you will be able to see out the I'll just set my little compass up here out the western side of it yep. towards Fort Dreyleuf I've given you where Fort Dreyleuf is yes it's on my map east and west the famous never eat soggy wheat things I guess that's what I used that's what you mind. learned as well yeah oh god New Zealand schooling system. Yeah. Uh, so you will see that that peters out on the western side and the forest. There's a little stretch of plain on the edge of the hex and then it starts turning into rivers and swamp. Oh, okay. Um, so I think what we will do instead of going... Um, so we... basically you can see that um, F6 is a swamp hex. Cool. So I will note that F6 is a swamp hex. And then I will turn instead northwest into um, G5. Yep. Okay. Because I'm seeking a non-swampy route to um, Dreyleuf if possible. Yep. Obviously, yep. we're going to explore the swamp at some place, but I want a route I can ride through quickly. And I need to just check my um, book for encountery things and such for. Because some of these areas are more dangerous than others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them must be said are significantly less dangerous than others. Mm-hmm. 
this is dry leaves, blood for blood. Alright. Yes, so when you come up there, you will find that this hex is planes. Cool. Um, intruded on by bog and bog and um, mud to the west and slight bits of forest to the east. Yeah. But for because it has to be a single terrain type. It, it's grassland. It's grassland. Yep. Um, and what you will see is there are a wide variety of the particularly the bit where it touches the hook tongue slough. There are a wide variety of little rivers running through it. Um, you could ford them on a normal horse without that much of a problem. Um, the Phantom Steed, of course, just runs straight over the top of them. Yep, sweet. But it looks like the Hooktown Slough is literally riddled with rivers. Yep, which makes sense. It's essentially very, very boggy. So I presume we can explore the grassland hex yep. in one day? Yes, you can. There is cool. naught in it. Cool. We explore that one. And then... Um, are we looking at um, over into where five and determining that swamp as well? Uh, yes, you would certainly assume so. Yeah. Okay, then I will continue north. I am. Uh, or, or at least that it touches on swamp. You are aware that Lake Hooktongue is in here somewhere as well. Right. So some of this must be lake as well. All right. Well, in that case, I will go. Um, I will go straight west at that point and have a look and see what it is. Yep. And have a look in F five. Okay. You ride into it, and you will discover that this hex is actually lake. Ah, interesting. Lake surrounded by swamp and rivers, obviously. Ah, yes. Um, but that particular bit has lake in it, and I can doodle the lake in or not as you like. Uh, that's how we usually do it, and that sounds good. I am probably not going to draw the massive string of little rivers in here unless you desperately want me to. No, that's um, fine. They don't connect to anything in your kingdom, but there is the big um, pond that had the frog monsters in it and that sort of thing where rivers just seem to start. Your guess would be basically as this hook tongue slough swamp runs out, those rivers go underground and then pop up again in your kingdom. Yeah. So we can explain the geography and the flow of the rivers if you so desire. No, that's cool. Um, so what terrain type is the land that isn't lake? Because we normally... Uh, is it swamp. Swamp. Okay. Quite definitely swamp. All right. All right, so when you go through this terrain, you don't notice it on your fabulous phantom horse, but the swamp rapidly becomes thick, boggy mud. It is not necessarily impassable. Uh, you could ride a normal horse through here, as merely the horse would be at least four legs deep in mud at all times. You would be picking and squelching your way through. Exploring would be slow, and the lake would be completely impossible without a boat. Uh, it is very possible, based on the number of rivers you've seen, that you could take a boat through here, but that would prevent you from exploring the hexes because you would only be able to catch whatever's on the rivers themselves. Yeah. Um, unless, of course, um, actually uh, an option is to take boat in, which would get you to point B faster, and yeah. then get out and explore on foot. You could also do this on foot if you were so inclined. Yeah. Um, boat plus foot is probably faster than taking horses all the way into the middle of the slough to yeah. explore. Well, the thing is that... Um to explore these areas, you know, um, to explore the lakey style areas, areas caught in a folding boat is probably what I would use. Yeah. Um, but at this point, having established that it's swamped with lake, 
uh, I want because that indicates it's not the clear path I'm looking yeah. for. And you, you genuinely can actually explore this hex while you're here if you so desire, because the horses can just walk on water. Um, yeah, I think so. I will actually explore... I'm, I'm still looking for a clear route, but I will actually explore some of the things I'm poking my way through as well. Okay. So we'll have a look around. So the deep... Ah, here it is. The deep, murky waters of Lake Hooktung make up the largest body of water in the stolen lands, the heart of the Hooktung Slough... There are countless minor rivers and streams winding through the swamp, most of which you'd guess connect to this lake. The surface of the lake is quite calm and serene. Uh, but it does look deep. Uh-huh. Um, you may explore the surface if you want to engage in serious swimming, then you may um, do so. Um, there, there, it, there are no obvious landmarks or anything of the sort on the... Um, I think I will... Um have a bit of a poke around in the water when Kaelin is not wearing plate he is now quite a good swimmer between his um, actual moderate ranks in swimming plus his um, freedom of movement ring yep yes that's very true actually the freedom of movement ring will definitely um... Tristram can sort of um, be the guy who looks after our, our ghostly horses on the surface if yeah. he would prefer yeah. which Trist- Tristan is much worse at this both on the basis that he is not a strong swimmer like you and he doesn't have remotely near your constitution. You can actually yeah. hold your breath and almost swim towards the bottom, whereas yeah. he re- will really struggle to do so. Yeah. But Caitlin will sort of come up fairly periodically, probably more often than he necessarily needs air to demonstrate the interval between in which he normally comes up, thus giving Tristram a justification for... Can't say, Caitlin's been under there a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes makes um, <laughs> makes perfect sense. Ah, huh? uh, well, we'll take his waterlogged corpse back to Britain. <laughs> On the basis that that way Tristram can come looking for me if need be before I run out of here. Okay, and... You are, in fact, attacked at one of the points you were diving here. Um... By a blood caiman, a big red crocodile. Oh, you murdered the shit out of it. Sweet, it's a CR2 monster. Yeah, we can play it out if you want to feel no, no, badass. No, no, no. Yeah. But it swims up. I think takes, we can we can have a badass montage scene. Yeah, where it I swims up, it. takes a bite at Kaylin, who reacts, moves away from it, and just walks it with the bastard sword until its head falls off. What, wait, wait. What what was the good underwater weapon? Is it what's the damage that's best underwater? Uh, piercing. Yeah. So I walk lance. it. With, I will walk it with the lance because yep. that, that's a good. I murder a crocodile with a lance. It's a good good image. Then, you know, we take the crocodile with us and, you know, eat bits, cook bits of it and eat it, much to Tristram's protest. And uh, can you give me your choice of a search or a survival check as you roll through this? Okay, I will, but Tristram's going to roll as well, right? Uh, uh, no, he's not diving. So oh, I see. He's okay. incapable of making this check. Crap. Alright. Well, my search is rubbish and my survival's at least something, so I will make a survival check. Uh, he will make general suggestions to assist you with your survival. Oh, well, I appreciate that, and I actually rolled quite well here, so that's a 24. Did he make his assist check? Um, yes, yes he did. So 26. Okay, so you are very confident in this, um, that when you go through here, um, the one th- you don't see any people out here, which ordinarily you might expect to see, like if this was like in your kingdom... 
you'd have a few fishermen, and they'd doubtlessly point and look at the two guys riding horses across the water, because yeah. it's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, what you see is there are no people out here. Looking around at the swampy ground itself, this area is largely completely inhospitable to people. Um, forget about settling a city or something here, you'd struggle to get an old Beldame-style swamp witch living out here. The ground is literally not stable enough to erect buildings on. Right, yeah, swamp isn't actually useful for very much, is it? I'm sure you can build some things on it, I'd have to look through the kingdom yeah, no, that's but right. I know lots of things you can't. I think fishery would be an obvious one. Yeah. Um, so, there are no people out here you would not expect people to be living out here because of the terrain. You would expect people to be fishing out here, though. It's a big lake. You mm. know where Fort Drayliff is. You know Fort Drayliff is on the edge of the lake. Mm. So it presumably curves around in some fashion towards there. Yeah. Um, but people just don't fish this far out, and the place is full of, you know, crocodiles and eels and all that kind of thing. You see, you, you actually fight a crocodile. You see signs of large eels and other moderately challenging aquatic monsters. And it doesn't look like there's been any strong effort made to fish the place out or clear it out or anything like that. Drayliff's citizens mostly keep to himself, keep yep. to themselves. Uh, on that, um, you will discover, based on basically the prey population of the fish, how many um, fishermen you don't see, that sort of thing. Uh, not so much tracks as um, signs of disturbance in the seaweed, and it's mostly the prey ratios in that. Uh, you would guess that around this area um, there is some sort of large predatory creature you would guess about the size of an elasmosaurus. Ah. And I had a rumour about something like that living... I had an uh, elasmosaurus rumour. Umbleweed, about... Umbleweed explicitly sent you to find one. Ah, yes. And bring its corpse back. That's right, he wants It's 8,000-pound to... corpse. You know, with the phantom horses, that might, this might actually be the best setup for it. I bet they can carry quite a lot. If we got off them. Yeah. And walked back. Over the water. Well, yeah, obviously we would have to tote the, get the corpse to land somehow. Yeah. Which would be a good trick now that I think about it. Uh, so... We could tie the, the Elasmosaurus to the horses and tow it out of the water. So basically there is... I do have 250 foot of rope. The Elasmosaurus that you are seeking is in this hex. Right. Um, and you can find it if you so desire. Okay. Like on that survival check, if you find evidence that it's here somewhere. If you want to go looking for it and finding it, you can find it. All right. There's no merit in doing so unless you want to engage it now, however, because it doesn't nest anywhere. It just swims around this general territory. So I, basically, I could um, I could come back and and fight it with a different p- person if I desired to. Yes. Yeah, or you could fight it now with Tristan. Yeah. But um, as an archer, he is not exactly a master of underwater combat. No, no, I, I, he would not be my choice for either an uh, underwater combat or a giant monster fight. Um, so what I will do is um, mark this as how many days to explore a water swamp hex with a with magic horses, because it's presumably a decent amount of time without. Uh, it is in fact no more difficult than exploring the plains. 
Sweet. So Because the horse just moves over it like it's nothing. Yeah. You get out and dive periodically, but that's not much different to getting out and digging through this hair cave and looking up this hair tree and that kind of thing. Sweet. I don't endlessly describe a lot of you get out, you see a tree, you climb it, there's nothing up there, but that is in fact what you are doing. Yeah. So um, I'm going to mark this hex as one of one, because I am not choosing to fight the giant monster that lives here, but yep. I have explored the hex. Yep. So when I fight the giant monster, I will mark this hex as explored. Yep. In the meantime... I... Uh, you do not actually think it is an extraordinarily gigantic monster. You think it is a younger Elasmosaurus. Ah, right, cool. So it is not actually likely to be a stunningly difficult challenge for you. There is supposed to be something called Old Hook Tongue in here, which is this gigantic, you know, death serpent of doom. Yeah. But you don't see anything in the explanation of this particular hex to suggest that such a thing is is active in this hex right now. Yeah. Presumably if such a thing lives in the swamp, it must, in, in the lake, it must hibernate or hide or some combination thereof. Yeah. Or it would just eat the whole place out. Yeah. Alright, so having found an Elasmosaurus hex, I am going to therefore head north um, into looking for some drier land um, into um, uh, F4. Actually, 26. Okay, uh, in fact, you are convinced based on what you see, you will find literal giant drag marks across across the bottom of the water um, and deep, deep, deep indentations and things that suggest to you that old hook tongue is indeed a real thing. There is some sort of ridiculously gigantic sea monster living in this lake, which, in all fairness, like the deepest point you go to here is like 600 feet, so a giant thing would comfortably fit in here. Yeah. And this is not necessarily the deepest point of the lake. Your guess would be, based on what you pick up in your survival, is that it hibernates. So it's not awake right now? And probably hibernates for considerably long lengths of time. Right, good to know. And it is definite. So Old Hook Tongue is a real thing. It is not awake right now. It will not necessarily be awake in any mad hurry whatsoever. But it's somewhere in this lake. There is a real giant sea monster living. That's good to know. Okay. And Drelev has not reported, you know, invasion by giant sea monster. Which yeah. kind of would have come up on your radar. Yeah. Okay, and that is uh, F5. Yes, so heading north and at least into F4. Okay, so... I presume the lake from your map that the lake continues into F4. It does indeed. It takes up about the eastern half of F4. Alright, so I can just kind of draw it going across, or you, you can draw me the lake border. If no, I'm, like. I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay, what is the western half of F4 terrain-wise? Swamp. Yeah. So this particular hex is late as well as a terrain type. Yeah. Um, so this uh, is uh, even assuming it dries out further up, it's going to be the long way round to um, look for dr- a dry land route this way. Uh, I wonder about. Um, turning south at this point and um, trying to trying down um, G7 woods. Oh, and um, I can give you, because it has been well mapped and traded with, I can actually give you the terrain types across the top and the bottom if you want them. Uh, yeah, okay. Because um, I yeah, yeah. closed them off, didn't yes. I? Yes. 
Okay, so starting at row 11 and going across. Yep. It's planes, planes. Yep. Four swamps. Yep. And planes again. Cool. Uh, and across the top. Yep. Uh, one, two, three, four, five hills. Yep. Two planes. That leaves one. Oh, five two, hills, three, sorry. Four. Five no, hills, no, two no. planes. My bad. Like, you only have vague descriptions of these things, but these are areas that people traverse relatively regularly, and thus, if they were filled with giant treasure and monsters and that sort of thing, yeah. you would know about it, and you find out the terrain types. Yeah. No, that's all right. I will... All right, I will explore this one as well. Yep. I will explore G4 and um, see what is to be found there. Where are you going to? G4? Yep. Okay, um... A little slice of this is the other piece of the lake, then bending down. Uh, hang on, sorry. Um, no, sorry, my bad. F4, I said the wrong number. Right. Yep, so the, the, one, I, the one I found. Sorry, sorry for confusing you. Okay, so that. you're going to explore this as well? Yep, I'm going to explore this boggy swamp here. It is lake and swamp and minor rivers. Yep, so I do the same thing. Tristram and I poke around the swampy bit, and I swim the lakey bit. Yep. So it definitely ceases to be lake as you go west and becomes actual swamp again. Yep. Um, do do we find anything? No. Okay. There's an empty hex. Cool. Um, and then we will head north for um, F3. Okay. F3. Technically speaking, um, there are a string of relatively low CR random encounters around this region. Yeah. Um, how? What do you want to do about them? Um, are you happy to just stop them for color? Do you want to play them out? I, I'm happy. Do you to want just... me to give give you anything that's interesting, but continue on? I, I'm happy to just stop them for color. Yep. Unless you think there's a fight that's actually going to challenge me, yep. I don't particularly want to fight it. No. In. It's probably more interesting to tell me what I'm fighting than in, I just be in that, in, in, in that hex that you were just in. You find two large constrictor snakes. Yeah. And Tristan kills them both with his bow and arrow before you even get to melee range with your horse. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Badass. Like, they're the kind of things... You can see why this keeps civilians out of here. The snakes yeah. would kill and eat them. They're CR3 monsters. Yeah. But um, and thus I am um, I am in, if, if not killing all the monsters to make it completely yep. safe, I'm reducing the population of large people eating monsters. In okay, so you were going up to F three. Uh, yes, I'm going up to F three. Okay, so this has the very the the very bottom chunk of it is a little curve of lake. Uh, okay, do you want me? Shall I draw that, or are you? Would you like I to draw it? Draw it all you can if you like. Yeah, why don't you draw it? Because I don't know where its boundary goes. Uh, can you give me a survival check? Tristan will be able to assist you again when she succeeds at with these. However, Kaelin rolls poorly. Um, that's a 13 with Tristram's help. Okay, uh, you see 
swamp and lake and that sort of thing, you do not notice anything terribly unusual about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some constrictor snakes early in that very minorly trouble you. Yep. You run them over and that is that. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then you want to go up into F3? F3, yes. Okay. Let me just... Um, I'll double check something for my reference about kingdom buildings and swamps and that sort of thing. Can I find this easily or must I give up and go elsewhere? The answer is give up and go elsewhere. I don't need to know right now. Okay, so F3. Uh, I've drawn in the little tippy top of the lake. Yes. Um, and then there is a river going winding straight north through the hex. Cool, I'll draw that in. Yeah, I think if you tell me the important rivers, and we'll just assume there's yeah, this one is actually this one is rivers. actually a pretty large river. Yeah, that as you explore up through this hex, you will find goes somewhere. Yeah. Um, so what's the terrain type in the rest of the hex? Swamp. Right. Yeah. Orway swamp. Yeah. Um, and what you will find up here, as you are just coming out of the lake into the swamp. Um, there is a wide river, wide but very slow and still river here. You have no trouble surmounting it because magic horses. Yeah. Um, incidentally, um, given how you are doing this, you are going to have to do some camping in the bogs. Yeah. Um, it is wet and cold and unpleasant and really hard to light a fire. You're hard enough that you wouldn't even blink at it. Like, you can find terrain that's yeah. stable enough to sleep on. These bogs are passable, they're just not nice. Yeah. I do, um, actually, I was going to do this at the start, but um, I do mention as we're um, practicing with our phantom horses that, you know, of all places, Tristram might not want to wear his royal outfit when we're going exploring in a bog. Yes, you say that, but what are the odds that we'll run into, say, bogards or bog striders? Or farmers, or more people like the old Beldame who want to be away from us. They might have valuable information about Hannah Strelev, information that we need to know, and are they going to take us seriously if we look like bedraggled swamp hags ourselves? I don't think so. Hmm. No. These clothes are important for presenting a good image. Besides, that's what prestigitation is there for. Regularly. Daily, in fact. Yeah? Huh? Alright, kid, have it your way. He continues to wear his fancy clothes even through the swamp. Yeah. Um, so the the slow, thick river out here... Um, I suppose when it comes down to it, plate isn't very practical for these conditions either. And what you see as you come out of the lake towards the river is there's almost some sort of village here. Ooh! Um, there are a bunch of buildings that look like they have been set up on stilts. So basically huge... huge. Caleb would understand exactly yeah. how the engineering for this works. Huge sticks of wood stick into the bog until they hit something solid several metres down. And then you construct the house on top, built like that. Um, so there are about two dozen of these various buildings of various sizes. They are mostly collapsed into pieces. It doesn't look like an active village. It looks like a disused one. Of oh, something. well, that's a shame, but still. Um, so um, where is the disused village? Uh, right up, just as just where the lake ends, tippy top of the lake. Oh, right, so um, quite close to the bottom of the hex. Quite close to the bottom of the hex, yes. Um, uh, east or west side of the river? Uh, uh, both, actually. Ah, okay, cool. It's a little stilt village. I'm going to call it stilt village. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go poke stilt village. 
as you poke around Stilt Village, uh, can you give me a spot check? Well, yes, because Kaelin is noted for his awesome perception. There's a lot of small dice on the table. <laughs> Holy hell's bells, Tristan's going to save them. Woohoo! Kaelin might as well, that's a 16. Okay, so both of you will see... Um, as you sort of ride vaguely around the um, buildings, it's pretty obvious there's no one... I, I don't know whether you would shout ho at them or anything like that. It's it's obvious that this is not a thriving community at first glance. The buildings are, st- are collapsed in and that sort of thing. I, I imagine Kaelin would call that uh, anybody here right. in, in a yep. desultory way as we sort of then, move up to the building and then stand there for a while and see if anyone, you know, comes as out. As you start to sort of ride around and look at them a bit... Um, Tristan says to you in Orkish, um, "Don't look now, but I think we've been followed." You go, "Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen them too." Um, there are a bunch of humanoid-sized frog people. Uh, you have seen their type before. They're bogards. You've met Garum, the other bogard, the outcast, the bogard. outcast bogards. Um, they are creeping around with blow darts, um, stalking you through the remnants of this village. <laughs> With, with blowguns. Yeah. They have not attacked you yet, but they are definitely um, sneaking around. Well, let's say we just sort of casually ride... I, I mean, obviously we can cut them to pieces if we need to, but maybe they're just worried about us yeah. ca- making um, free with their land. It is a comparatively large group. You pick up about a dozen of them. What about we just sort of casually ride back out of the village... And then sort of call out to them once we're you know off their land style of thing. I mean, you speak. I can sp- I can speak Aquan. I can speak to them. Excellent. But let's 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 move off a bit and see if that makes them feel a little less worried about us. So th- the idea is we want to sort of casually move back out of the village. Yep. And then yeah, loop, turn, loop turn, around. Around, turn around and sort of talk to them on a bit more neutral ground, having wandered in and invaded the place without really meaning to. Okay, and Tristan can call out to them in Aquin. Um So, because this is the NPCs talking to NPCs, I'm happy to translate on your behalf if you want to speak with them. For the initial phrase, I'm quite happy with an earnest Tristram style, hello, we mean you no harm. Yeah, uh, Tristan says... Tristan rears up on his horse slightly and from your point of view goes there are long guttural deep noises of the kind you could make easily underwater Um, and the little subtitles come up and he says greetings the bogards in the village Uh, we're from we're we're from far away not a part of Hannah Strelev's kingdom at all and we come in peace we mean you no harm and, he... and we'll, we will very emphatically not have weapons out. Yep, and the two of you both immediately get a charisma check here. Yep. That's the first impression you create. Tristan's is favourable. And um, Kaelin gets a uh, 26. Yep. He has, looks as friendly as a giant half-orc and plate mouth, a student with weapons can look. So you hear back some vague things that sound vaguely like war cries. Now they know they've been seen, they yeah. pop their heads up a bit more and things. And there is this, oh, 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 
which they puff their under chins up and let out this loud croak noise. It, you know, it's vaguely scary, probably not so much to you, but yeah. as a concept. I, I, I accept a, that they're trying. It is a loud, almost bone-shakingly loud <laughs> noise that the GM will kill himself doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't, um, don't kill yourself. And then they start speaking to Tristan in Aquin, and he translates for you. You shiny men from far away, this bogard swamp. You go, or we kill. Rrr, kill and eat. Rrr. Okay, so, um, Kaelin will... Alright, we understand it's your village. We're sorry we trespassed. We didn't know anyone was living there. You, uh, see, <laughs> you can actually make me a knowledge engineering check here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. Twenty-seven. Okay, you know for stone-cold facts, looking at the architecture here, this is absolutely not their village. Right. Um, this is, in fact, this looks like, based on the style of architecture and the age of it and that sort of thing, you'd guess this is actually Dreleb's village. Ah. Like, a, a village or a site. It doesn't look big enough to have been organised. It could have been a little offshoot or farmers making their own colony or something like that. But it's definitely a, a re- relatively recent, within the last several years, River Kingdom's little community has set up here. Right. Bogards didn't build it. They're just, they're just squatting. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. In that case, I'll change my initial yep. attack. Um, well, it wasn't, it wasn't built by you. I can see it was a human village, but we're here, you're living here now. We don't want to try and take your village away. <laughs> we drive out. Men with sti- we we drive out men who come to kill bogards. We drive all out from this land, our land. You will go, shiny men, or your bones will sink into the swamps of the slough as well. Well, we don't want to fight you. See, we're standing back here, away from your village. Uh, and you can make a sense motive check here. Yeah. Nice. Says, I, I think we should probably, you know, leave them alone, or maybe endeavour to aid them, rebuild this place a little for them. Twenty-six. You look at them and think, um, the only thing that is preventing them from shooting their blowpipes at you is they think you look pretty hard. There's not me. There, there are twelve of them. They massively outnumber you, but that doesn't necessarily mean all that much. Um, they, they, however, look pretty raggedy. Um, their, their weapons and armor are in pretty poor condition. Um, they look a little malnourished, like they're sort of on the run, that kind of thing. Um, you know, Drelev has has done some sensational jobs of wiping the shit out of their their race from this area. Yeah. Um, but the only thing that is preventing them from killing you where you stand is that they think you look pretty hard. So they, they don't seem confident they can take you. Moreover, on that sense motive. Um, they talk about the this village being wrecked and the people being driven off or killed with some substantive pride. Yeah. Um, they've totally killed the people here or at least been involved in killing them or chasing them off or something like that. Right. And the only thing that's stopping them killing you is that they're not confident of their success. All right. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, 
do I get any sense of whether they would have done that, whether or not Dreadlift had been exterminating all of their people? Like, I guess what I'm looking for is are they like mites? Would they have killed people regardless of how successful they're? Uh, or is this is this more like the centaurs? They don't uh, like people because people have this nasty habit of killing them. Based on what you see of this village, is it looks like it got attacked? Yeah. Um, and um, it looks like it got attacked. Um, you don't see any signs in the village of like defensive encampments or anything like that. It doesn't look like they were set up to go to war. It looks like a bunch of bogards came in and murdered them and the shit out of some civilians. Right. Okay. Uh, moreover, from that sense motive, they will absolutely continue to do so. Anything that comes through here, uh, left to their own, left completely to their own devices, they will just kill whatever passes through here if they think they can get away with it. Or, in your case, because they don't think they can get away with it, they're endeavouring to drive you off. Right. Okay, so they're bandit bogards. I- effectively, like, you don't get any impression they're planning on robbing you. Yeah, but the, but the, that's what they do. They're yes. like passing travellers. Yes. Alright, so, um, Kaelin will say... And, and Tristan, with his two on his sense mode, goes, there. We, look, the indigenous peoples of this land, we yeah. should love them and get, build their buildings for them again. Um, and um, Caelan will say to Tristram in Orkish nay I, I thought that too I don't want to attack people just because they're frogs or whatever but um, they massacred the people who were living here they were civilians no real defences bloody Draylev and his bloody daft he should have been out here with some guards they had a little, little encampment set up here and these boggards have killed them all uh, but if they'd been out here with guards, these people wouldn't have been paying the high city taxes and tariffs. Uh-huh. So, you know, screw Yeah. So I think I think we are going to have to take them out. We can't do this diplomatically. We have a Borgard living with our community. And he's a very nice fellow. But he didn't murder a whole bunch of civilians. Uh, and Tristan being Tristan, uh, will raise his hand and say... I, I think we should introduce that concept to them and says something to the Aquin and the subtitles come up. You know, we can be friends with the Bogard people. You know, there is a Bogard called Garum who lives on our lands whom we are already working with. <laughs> Blood traitor, coward, you know, unbeliever, etc., <laughs> etc. Et and then they start shooting their um, bow darts, their blow darts at you. Excellent, that solves my diplomatic crisis entirely. Yeah, yeah. They hate Garum and want him dead. So. Yeah. I don't like them and I want them dead, but I wasn't wild about shooting first when we were in the middle of a diplomatic encounter, so thank you, thank you Bogards, for solving that problem. Let's fight some Bogards. Okay. So I can map this if you desperately desire, but you have so much copious movement over them, it's probably not relevant. I, I think, for now, let's settle for there's 12 of them, they're on once, they're back there, we're up here. Yep. We're not super, we're probably, but they've probably got, we're not probably not super far apart. Because, you know, we've moved back out of the village and then they've come as far forward as they want to for... Oh, they, they don't want to come near you. They're a relative distance away from you. Okay. And when I say that, I mean you can close it in a single round on your Phantom Steve without blinking. Sweet. Um, Caitlin feels the, feels the need for some... Um, so they... You know, really can't do frog noises. Traitor! Yeah. Blood, blood traitor! Coward! Etc. Etc. And begin to raise their blowguns and start sticking darts in them. Yeah. And Caleb goes, well, diplomacy failed. Yeah. Time. 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 time to start stabbing. Roll for initiative. Yep. Uh, 
That is a 13. That's right, you don't need to look at the initiative more if Arkeel doesn't have one of those. Oh, the pain, the pain of it all. There we are. So, um, this, I have cleared this back to my standard loadout. I have Great Cleave, Ride by Attack, Power Attack, and Cleave. But, um, I don't, I don't get commonly ride around with Spirited Charge. What does Ride by Attack do when it's not jousting? Just get the players out. Uh, a thing, certainly. I believe I know it allows, I believe it's like spring attack, it allows you to hit things and, and keep, keep going. Riding. Sweet, so that's useful. You're welcome to look it up. because No, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. Could well be wrong. No, I, I'm pretty sure you're right. That rings a bell with me. No, and then spirited charge is the one where I do extra damage because I'm charging with a lance, but I don't have that one currently. Okay. So, Kaelin, then Tristan, then Bogarts. Sweet. Uh, you do not have weapons out. Not that, that would no. be a massive obstacle for you. Not for me, certainly. Alrighty, um, Kaelin quick draws his lance and um, rides down the nearest bogard. Yep. You may in fact charge him if you so desire. I do desire to charge him. You charge him. Okay, and I get a 29 to hit him with the lance. <laughs> yeah. Unsurprisingly, the um, I, I can't help being a tenth-level fighter. It's just what I am. Alright, and I deal him uh, thirty damage. <laughs> the lance goes clean through his chest, and he falls down. Yeah, well, it's fifteen, but it's times two because of the charging thing. <laughs> Uh, you ride basically smack into the middle of them. Yep. Uh, splatter the first one, uh, and then start cleaving with your lance. Oh, sweet! I can if, hit. Assuming that you have cleave up. I have cleave and great cleave up. up you, off you go. Okay, so I get the second attack. Um, yep. Uh, it, that being the case, can I use my? Uh, can I? Oh, no, I can't use my full attack because I moved. That's all right. So yeah, you're you're unable to full attack them because you have to rush in. Yeah. But because you have cleave, you can explicitly hit it and cleave on. So the cleave is a another attack at minus two, isn't it? Uh. Sorry, let me look, look up cleave. I'm still having trouble remembering it, even though I've had it. Uh, it'll be something else in there anyway. Uh, yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so I'm fairly certain it's the same attack at minus two. Yep. Okay, so that is a um. Uh, 30. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you don't, however, add your triple damage to these guys because you are not charging them. Right. So All your momentum rushes you in and you splat the first one. Yeah. As his, as his mates stagger back, you swing the lance and impale several more of them. Yeah, so, um... That's a nine... That's a nine damage to hit the, ne- the next Bogard. Yep. <laughs> He's dead. Okay, and then I get another... I've got great cleave. Yep. I get another cleave attack? Yes. At, a, at the minus two? Yes, large numbers of them are standing in a circle. Because we haven't mapped this, I've rolled a d12. Seven of them are in hitting range. Because you have your lance, you have reach on it. Yep, so that is... Um, uh, that's 18 to hit the next guy. Yep, keep going. Okay, and I deal him uh, 13 damage. Yep. Split. Dead. Okay. I rolled hit the next guy, who I presumably hit, seeing that was higher than the yep. five. And um, uh, their AC is a whopping uh, thirteen. Yeah. Uh, so that's an eleven. To, uh, that's a. Um, Remember, these these are not only um, 
bogards, they're also particularly emaciated bogards. Uh, yes. So that's 13 damage. Uh, splat. Okay. Uh, next one, I hit. Yep. And that's a 10. Yep. Splat. Splat. Alright, um, you're keeping count of... Yep, I'm, I'm winding my dice down. There are four more of them that you can still potentially hit. Alright, this may miss. That's a, um... 15. Yep, AC 13, you hit them. Ah, yes, alright, yep, and that's a 11. Splat. Yep. Uh, another hit. Uh, another splat. Yep. Uh, another hit. Yep. Another splat. One more that is within range of your cleave. Hit, and splat. Okay. That leaves five of them left standing. Okay, so for Keelan's turn, he kills seven Bogarts. Yeah. You charge in, run through the first one, and I think because you're using ride by attack on this, your cleave is more you ride round them in the big yep. circle going... Yep. <laughs> and piercing them through with the lance savagely. I feel my final prowess at this time, i got to say. Yep. <laughs> As you should. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad they attacked me. I would feel really guilty about this if I had attacked them. <laughs> okay. And, and Kaelin is now surrounded by a circle of bogart corpses. It's Tristram's turn. <laughs> Tristan goes, oh, I, uh, <laughs> fumbles the bow out. <laughs> yeah. Um, sees very little merit in inspiring courage. He will ride forward to where he is within 30 feet of them, but still out of the melee. And start opening fire with his, um... Yes, he will ride to within 30 feet so he can get his point-blank shot bonus. And then he will start opening fire with his short bow. Yep. Uh, he will rapid shot, rapid shot, and... I can't remember whether he's allowed to full attack or not. On a horse? I think yes, but I could be wrong. Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, my recollection was that you told me me I wasn't, but it's possible Tristram had something different going on because he was doing he something different. He mounted archery. Yeah, I, I don't know what the rule is. The arch- I don't remember what the archery rule uh, is. Uh, you can make a full attack with a ranged weapon while your mount is moving. Uh, you can only make a single melee attack because you have to wait till the mount gets to your enemy yeah, before sense. attacking. Yeah. Whereas Tristan can shoot as he rides. Yeah. So... Hit, hit. Confirmed crit. Yep. This is not going to be de- this is not going to be Bogart day. Uh, badly wounded, dead, and definitely dead on the crit. Yep. So he kills two. He kills two more Bogards. Yep. There are three still one. standing. One of them quite injured. Yep. Uh, and the Bogards. Yep. Let out the loud croak. And this one genuinely does go through your bones, and you feel the ground almost shake slightly around you. It's that T-Rex footprint thing. It ripples the water. Yeah. Um, and this is loud enough that somewhere in the back of your neck you feel almost primeval fear coming over you this desire of it's a predator and just freeze for a moment. Uh, can you make me three difficulty eight will saves? I'm fine. As is Tristan. Nonetheless, there, it, it is a notable effect that you can see. Yes. Um, 
and then they will their blow darts because that's what they've got up uh, and none of them will provoke from you because they are all explicitly out of your range or you'd still be cleaving them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Well, the thing is, with the cleave, I worked out, I can hit them on a two and I re-roll ones, so there was, like, I, I actually couldn't miss them. <laughs> are they critting me? <laughs> Good for them. Uh, what is your AC? Uh, 24 at present, because I charged. Okay. All three of them crit threat you on natural 20s. Wow. None of them confirm. But they all hit me, which is oh, yes. not nothing. Oh, yes, they do. Experience blowgun power. You're only getting it at um, regular damage instead of double damage. Yeah. So you have no DR against this. I do not. Uh, can you take two, two, and one for five points of damage total? Yep, I take five points of damage. And then make me three fortitude saves as something in it seems to stick in you. Okay. Um, I rolled a nineteen on the dice on the first You're one. Fine. Yeah. Uh, the second one's a 19 total. You're fine. And the third one, I rolled a 19 on the dice again. I like this okay. dice. So, three shots hit you in the, in the neck, in the soft, leathery part of your armour, all pierce through. Ow. It's actually kind of annoying. And you can feel your neck starting to swell up just very slightly under there as you have some sort of reaction to poison or filth or something that is on them. You mostly shake it off without effect, though. Yep. Uh, you're up. Okay. Um, are the three of them thoughtfully that shot me thoughtfully standing in a um, sort of late set? Uh, no, actually, their luck is extremely good. They have all moved around the place. Well, sports. Okay, then I will go. Um, I think I will charge the first one. I think I'm going to. Um, yeah, I will um, go. I will just move up to one of them yep. and whack him with the lance. Yep. The charging seems kind of redundant. Yep. And I hit him. Yep. Uh, and I may not actually kill him. I'm using choosing one of the healthy ones, no. not one of the yep, trusted yep, ones. So that's um, only eight points of damage. He's still in it. Okay, I wound a bogard. Yep. And um, I think keep going because I've got ride by attack. Ah, uh, yes, yes, by all means. So you ride in, in then and back out because of how fast you can go. You can go well out of any decent range of their blowguns. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll probably only go about thirty foot back. Yep. Okay. Kalen's enjoying being faster than his opponents. It's not something that happens to him very often. Tristan will fumble one. Yep. Uh, and hit the other two. Yep. Uh, so uh, the one he fumbles is just a normal one. Kills the wounded one. Kills the other one. Cool. So he kills the two wounded. He kills the two wounded ones. Yes. Sweet. So there's, there's one one healthy bogard left. Yeah. And it goes and starts endeavouring to run away through the swamp. Yeah. Uh, it is faster than you would be on foot. It doesn't seem terribly troubled by the difficult terrain. Yeah. Its big advantage is negated by the fact that you can move 200 foot over difficult terrain without blinking. Yeah. Kalen charges it down and spears it through the back with his lance, and it's very dead. Yeah. Alright, and the, um. <laughs> The, if we make fear the CR one half bogards, this is why you didn't. This is why you didn't want me to fight all the bogards in the northern swamps, isn't it? Uh, in all fairness, these are explicitly the very emaciated ones, right? Yeah. Um, but no, the the um, the the bogard village thing is just lengthily tedious. There's lots of class level bogards there. 
but not one sufficiently enough to actually challenge you anyway, and there's a lot more of these doofuses. Yeah. Alright, so we kill the Bogards. You kills the Bogards good. They have on them crappy Bogard blowguns. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not looking to receive awesome treasure from this thing here. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, the blowguns are obviously poisoned with presumably some sort of natural swamp toxin. Yeah, I think um, we hit the Bogards into the river... So that the um, there's not corp- so yep. that there's not corpses sticking yep. up the place. Yep. And then we will go and search around the village as we're. Were you terrified to... by their terrifying croak? I was not terrified by their terrifying croak. Alas, it's the uh, eight will save thing. When you poke around the village, um, you will find basically. Um, uh, yeah, you you will find somewhat of what you were expecting to find. It looks like. Uh, I'll buy survival or engineering here, actually. I'll take engineering any day. Uh, 31. Okay, so the sequence of events based on what you're looking at for the buildings goes, people came out here and started settling. They started building buildings. Not all that many. By any measure, this is only a very small village. Not a lot of, not, not a lot in the way of defensive encampments and that sort of thing. They were still building. There's a half-finished building over there, not because it's been destroyed, but because it was only half-built in the first place, when they got hit. Um, and it looks from the sound of... It, it looks from what you can find, like the Bogards hit them, wrecked the buildings, killed the people in here, and then have later come back again to live here in the ruins, some substantive time later. Like, say, after Dreyliv kicked yeah, their ass yeah, and they didn't have better, ex- better This wasn't an acceptable accommodation until it was. Yeah. Um, and what you'll find in a few of the houses are what you are pretty sure are gnawed on human bones, which will kind of take care of any of Kristen's moral scruples about killing them all. Excellent. Alright, I think we will... Um, like, from the original settlers, basically. Yeah, we, we, we will um, move those to a... Um, we will move those to a little grave. In terms of what... Not really an identifiable grave, but a grave nonetheless. In terms of what these settlers were doing here... Um, actually, you will be able to find this with your engineering... Che- uh, in fact, with Tristan with you. So he yeah. searches, he finds the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically... What you actually look for here, what he looks for here based on your advice is not so much secret floorboards missing, because that would be going down into the swamp, but actual hatches on the roof going up into the attics, which is a very odd place to hide things that's much harder to get at, but when what's below you is a swamp. Uh, And what he will find is what appears to be the journal... um, It appears to be a journal of a man calling himself King Hideki. Um, of King, King Hideki of Hooktung Town. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who claims that as an ex-citizen of Fort Drelev, he has had enough of Drelev's oppressive policies and excessive taxation, that the king cruelly, you know, and, and foolishly takes too much from his own citizens to feather his own nest... He's looked at the elaborate castle that Drelev is building and determined that, you know, that's a waste of funds. And there's a few good people he's convinced to come out here and join his new village and his new, what will be his new kingdom. Right. Um, he says that if even a man like Hannes Drelev and a half-orc can do it, yeah. then why can't I? Yeah. 
Um, and this looks like this is literally around the time of the founding of Fort Drelev. He's come out here. Right, he's a yeah. splinter faction from Drelev who's managed to get away and build his own village out here yeah. that he's the king of. Yeah. Uh, the records go for about three months and then stop. Yeah. Another short-lived River Kingdom. Yep, that that's probably a new record. Yep. <laughs> well done, King. Well done, Sir King. And thus King Hideki and his foolish, foolish people died. Yeah. Alright. And I'm sad about the people, although not startlingly grieved about King Hideki. Well, they can't exactly have been the brains of Britain if they thought this was a good plan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so um, we will con- therefore continue exploring. Um, yep. So, um, out of interest, does Stilt Village contain anything of particular value for building a future settlement? No. Yeah. There wasn't much good here to start with, and what's here has been more or less obliterated. Um, your professional opinion is the best thing to do here would be to knock out everything except possibly the stilts then reinforce the stilts heavily, then build again. Right. It's saving you, you know, maybe half a day's labour. And there is some question of whether I want to build in a swamp. Yeah. You know, there must be some dry bits of land in this area. Yeah, well, like, you you know Drelev has an actual ta- an actual city, which presumably isn't built in the middle of the Goram swamp. Although I am starting to wonder if there's any route that isn't swamp from there to here. In any case, it is... Um, 10.15 at this yep. point, so I'm thinking, um, possibly leave us in the middle of the swamp, pondering yep. the foolishness of kings, and, so, um, call back in. You may finish exploring that hex while you're here. Yep. I will finish exploring that hex. Um, you explore it, the thick river goes all the way up and out the top of the hex, curving off slightly into what would be E2. Cool, yep. Just draw that in. And at the edges of that hex, it begins to turn into planes again. Right. So what you have hit now is on all sides the upper point of the swamp. Right, cool. So basically, there's a little lip all the way around the top top of this hex that is grassland instead of swamp. Right, yeah. Thus you have foiled the mighty, um, emaciated Bogard ambush. Yeah, I feel very proud. Actually, I am kind of proud that the um, seven and seven one round isn't bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it will definitely show you that building stuff here is actually possible, albeit difficult. Yeah. I believe that what it actually is, as I think about it, is that clearing the land for settlement is substantively more expensive, but right, once that, you've done that, everything's fine. That makes sense. So it's basically setting up a city in the swamp is hard to start, but then reasonably doable once you've built your, your stilt down. Yeah. Thus passes Hooktongue Town, unwarned by all, not noticed by Drenif. <laughs> Well, King Hideki congratulates himself on his great cunning and sneaking him and his people out from under Drelev's guards and things. Yes, because Drelev was paying such great attention to... Well, because at this stage Drelev was like literally in the middle of taking his first kingdom turn and building. Yeah, yeah. Within his first kingdom turn, he got 20-odd insurrectionists who wanted to go and live elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. That just goes to show what an awe-inspiring leader he is. All right. And shall we leave that there, then, with the vast majority of the slough... Unexplored. Unexplored. Who, who knows what giant monsters and hidden treasures may wait in this boggy, boggy wet place. Dun dun dun. dun.